Well, thank you very much. Well, it works. I'm guessing it's still still morning for you there. It is, yeah. It's just coming up nine. So, uh, yeah, having a, a lazy morning of not being at work, which is nice. Ah, oh, yes. Very good, too. I quite enjoy it's this what, not six, being at work. Six in the evening with you guys, is that right? Yeah, 10 to 6. Yeah. That's right. Nice. Have you started recording yet, Tim? Yeah, yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'll intro it properly and do the uh, ceremonial. You'll, you'll, cut, you'll cut it. Well, yeah, I don't know. Welcome, everyone. Come on, a Quisky Tales. We've got Dave from Melbourne on the line and John from sunny England on the line. So, welcome, Hello. welcome. We're trialling a group chat for the first time, so we're going to see how it goes. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Hello. <laughs> so, this, I guess, this is a this is a bit of a, a podcast reunion, throwing it back to a few years ago when we were in New Zealand in a trout hut, a trout hut in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. Yeah. When we consumed, we were waiting to go snowboarding, but that never happened because yeah. of the weather. We consumed a rather um, large bottle it. of whiskey. Yeah, so yes. I remember last time that got a little sketchy towards the end because we were pretty drunk. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah I don't know. Well, it's, it's a little early for me to do that, but you guys crack on. Yeah, I've, well. I've, I've cracked one open already, so. Um, I'm, I'm thinking know. about, um, you know, getting in the harmonic whiskey tail spirit and uh, joining you. So, yeah, I can't um, believe you yeah, told me that it was too early to drink whiskey. It's like... What are you talking about? It's like well, it's nine in the morning. I mean, well, I know John, you, like, yeah, so. for you, but for Dave said Dave actually said that to me as well. I was like, "What are you talking about, mate? Come on, it's past midday. Yeah. It's past midday. Yeah. Past the yard. I think six, right. six o'clock is uh, is the official you're, um, okay time. Yeah. So you're almost well. Um, I was just about to go out on my bike, John, before it got dark. Um, oh, nice. And uh, but your uh, your hectic schedule obviously dictated that we we, we podcast now. So. Oh, it was um, Tim that messaged I, me, in my defence. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no. I, whiskey now. I messaged I know, you I'm, to say if you're okay. I figured it probably so, is a bit more dictated by your end, John, because you're sort of morning time yeah, and I don't know if you've got shit to do in the day or not. So we're, we're just bumming around. Yeah, no, fair dues. I've, I've got to venture to the supermarket again today, which um, will be loads of fun, I'm sure. Yeah, you've got to do that queuing up together. Yeah. battle system and, and yeah. social distancing and all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, all good fun. So what, Who's um, making noise? What whiskeys are you guys drinking at the moment? Uh, I'm drinking uh, Avalor, 12-year-old, double cask matured. Uh, it, A nice it choice. Was, it was on offer, so I snapped it up. I have yep. been drinking that Balvenie seventeen-year-old, um, but uh, it's too expensive to keep drinking. Given that I have no work, yeah. so who's making noise? Is that Dave or is that John? That's not me. All right, Smithers. I'm um, I'm pouring myself a whiskey. All right, okay. But I wasn't wasn't aware I was making lots of noise. Yeah. yeah. What um, What are you drinking, Dave? Well, I'm I'm not uh, drinking anything particularly exotic. Um, because the bottle shop around the corner from me had a limited selection, so just the standard monkey shoulder. But actually, it's you it's know, not bad. Really it's really nice. Yeah, it's, it's not really bad. Nice actually. of it, I, I quite enjoy it. So, um, you know, yeah. I think if you're going to have a blend, that's the one to go for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's my go-to I've when always, I'm out I've drinking. I've quite enjoyed it. Yeah. Do you know why it's called monkey shoulder? If you've if you've read the bo- bottle, um, uh, do monkeys make read it. Bottle. <laughs> No, no. It's, uh, so when they when they used to um, uh, they sprout the the grains like on the malting floor, so they malt the the um, barley grains, and they have to turn them over 
with a with a shovel um, in the old days. So there's only a few places that do it now. Um, Lefroig is one of them. Um, yeah, so they, these guys used to manually go in and turn the grains over and, with these shovels, and they'd end up with like an RSI thing in their shoulders, which they called monkey shoulder. Ah. So that's where it comes from. I think that might fact, be fact of the morning. That's good. Evening. I think that might be the first the first <laughs> whiskey fact. fact. Right there, Jonathan. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that might be the first whiskey fact we've ever had on the show. I'm on a whiskey <laughs> test. <laughs> <your> <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> Dropping yeah, whiskey-based knowledge all yeah. over the place. Yeah, it was, it was pretty yeah. cool, actually. I learned that um, when we went up to Isla and we went to Lefroig, um, and they had their malting floor, and they we did the little tour around there, and it was it was really cool. It's, it's awesome when you go and see the malting, because um, they basically have to just get the, the grains germinating that gets the sugar levels up uh, okay. uh, before they go on to the next the sort of smoking phase. So um, most of the time now that's done in kind of mass production facilities. And then the end result is shipped out to the various distilleries to go through their the thing, yeah. stills. Um, so or, or, or it goes through the mashed ton first, I think, and then and then to, into the still. Yeah, whiskey making uh, process. Mashed ton. Wasn't but, that a pub in Winchester? Yes, I think they call it a, a mashing ton or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, um, yeah, it's like a, a big fermentation chamber. There was a um, pub so called yes, the Mash Ton. Stick it all in. In, um, in, okay. yeah, yeah. in the in um Winchester somewhere. Yeah, yeah, that was one of our, our go to drinking haunts, if I remember rightly. I can't remember where Back it was in the day. But I remember it was in Winchester somewhere. I yeah, I, I think it was um it was down the bottom of town, I think. Okay. I can't remember. Go it might on. be still there. It's probably some sort mm. of crappy, trendy uh sort of pasta joint or something. I don't know. Sort of yeah, could be. Restaurant. Could be. We'll have to go back at some point and have a look. Yeah. Um, Not likely. Yeah. So, what uh, did we discuss? Topics that you wanted to go through on the show? Not so, really. I figured we just waffle and stuff would come up. Unless anyone's got something particular to talk about. I know Dave's been getting into the wonders of mushrooms, but I don't know if you've had that's arrived yet, Dave. That, that you've ordered, but we. Um, I no, no. Um, <laughs> although that's that's another story. Um, yeah. Lots of them uh, run out. No, uh, the life cycle life cycle mushrooms, um, which is an Australian company based um, in Byron Bay, I believe. Um, yeah, and um, they provide uh, mushroom extract um, like uh, lion's mane, reishi, um, and various other varieties that I can't think of the name of right this second. Um, and, uh, yeah, I ordered a box with, I think it was four or five of these, um, little, uh, bottles with the, you know, the dropper thing. Um, and you add them to, you can just like put it under your tongue or you can add it to your coffee or your smoothie or whatever. Does it taste like, um, so, you, so you have a mushroom flavored smoothie? <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's the benefit of doing that, Dave? If you don't mind me asking. Well, there's a lot of um, uh, research being done um, around the use of mushroom e- extracts and, and, and things like that. And I know uh, Tim probably knows more than I do currently, um, perhaps with uh, Joe Rogan's guests on his shows and, and stuff like that that have been quite interesting. Yeah, there's a... Um, yeah, there's a guy called Paul Stamets who's been on Rogan a couple of times mm. and he's like this expert in mushrooms and he, he's kind of singing the praises of all these different varieties yeah. of mushrooms in terms of positive cognitive effects and just 
general positive effects for yeah. the body. So. They were talking about um, he. Was, I think it might have been this guy. I actually watched a clip today, and it may have been, weird well been that guy. Uh, he's kind of yeah. He's got a hat. He's quite beardy. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, he was talking about they were doing studies on mice and stuff um, regarding the effects on. Um, they were they were giving the mice the amyloid plaque um, that forms in the sort of formation of Alzheimer's disease and stuff like that. Um, and then they were treating these mice. Um, they did the study and everything and showed their cognitive decline. And then they treated these mice with, um, I think it was lion's mane mushroom extract. And uh, after a few weeks, their cognitive function kind of returned back to normal. Um, and so there's some really exciting studies about how that can um, help with, yeah, cognitive decline being one of them. But uh, just, um, yeah, all kinds of uh, evidence about um, helping you focus or helping you. Um, I think one particular extract helps you with, like, deep sleep and REM cycles and stuff like that. That's quite interesting. It's um, yeah. I, I listened to a radio um, program. It must be a couple of years ago now, maybe a year or so, something like that. And they were talking about, a similar kind of thing really they were talking about actually you know the use of psychedelics to treat mental illness oh yeah it's yeah, and, um, yeah yeah you know like there's been various kind of anecdotal reports of people who have had things like severe depression or something like that and then taking uh, psilocybin um, magic mushrooms yeah. Yeah. Um, or lsd yeah. or something like that and literally just snapping out of it but one of yeah. the tricky things they said about it is because you're talking about illegal substances, it's very difficult to get any clinical trials going. Um, oh, they're doing so, it in America, I think, at the moment. Yeah, I so. think they're trying to get it up and up and running. But but yeah, they, I mean, the, the anecdotal reports from some of these things are incredible. Like people have been on and off, you know, mm. all the sort of standard medications for years and and really struggled in their life to to sort of function normally, and then they literally have one experience of of uh, like a I don't know a trip or magic mushroom thing and then they're just fine afterwards so yeah, yeah, really, yeah. really interesting so I, I wonder if it's, it's sort of linked to that there's some kind of psychoactive and yeah, well this um, this guy was saying about he was he was really wanting to um, conduct experiments um, combining uh, the lion's mane extract with psilocybin um, yeah. and I think that was what he was hoping to be able to do obviously because there's legal issues with that um, in i'm sure certain countries and certain states presumably yeah. in america yeah um, it's, yeah it's not not going to be as easy but um yeah it would be interesting to see if the research is able to you know take that extra step forward and and validate perhaps some of the claims yeah no definitely and I, I, i'm trying to remember now it's such a long time since i listened to it and they said one of the other problems was that um you know in this sort of classic sense of of um the farmer industry and stuff it's very very difficult from their point of view to patent any of those those um, yes yeah those yeah. things so there's yeah. less kind of drive from a commercial point of view to, to push yeah. those things through because they can't um get yeah. an ip on it so yeah, that's, where, um, that's where companies like uh, life cycle come in i think and and, and just uh, are doing it as a you know a food supplement um, yeah. not necessarily making wild claims or anything actually um, but it's just a yeah you know oh you have to, you'll, that, you'll have uh, to let us know Dave if your uh, cognitive ability increases yeah <laughs> if you suddenly become a genius just let us know yeah. yes absolutely yeah I'll be interested to see I've ordered it's called the um, like the the biohack kit or something random some 
Do you think, do you think you're going to turn into like the brain gremlin from Gremlins 2? No, he's going to turn into uh, Smart Rimmer from uh, from Red Dwarf, you know, when he gets the brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was, there was supposed to be a Red Dwarf episode on last night. I forgot about it, where they were doing quarantine. Oh. Um, but with some <laughs> new spins on it. I'll have to, have, I'll oh, have to really? see if I can find that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was, on, it was on Dave over here. Oh, um, nice. My dad told me about it. But I, oh, so I they've just it, done it? Yeah, oh, oh, Red Dwarf, a classic. And oh, that, that quarantine episode is it's so, so, yeah, so yeah, relevant it's right now. So, oh, completely, <laughs> yeah. God, that's good. Um, so, uh, what you were saying, I just want to say this, John, what you were saying about the psilocybin in terms of treatment for things like depression and all that sort of stuff, they've actually entered, I think, almost about to finish stage three trials for MDMA um, for treatment of things like depression, anxiety, and uh, PTSD and all this sort of stuff because they're finding really positive effects mm. from that as well. So I wonder if it's, it's a similar kind of thing that it's channeling into that part of the brain that's yeah that you're able be. to treat another, that. another sort of yeah psychoactive that's, thing i think i think yeah. the interesting thing that that um you know sort of you delve into kind of legalities and and um and legalization of, of drugs and all that kind of stuff at this point is you know it comes down to i would imagine a lot that comes down to dose rates um yeah and, yeah, and milligram content and that, yeah. that's always been one of the trickiest things about in my opinion like if you want to take illegal drugs and you want to get them from an unverified source you know you don't know what you don't know how much you're taking basically and uh, certainly Absolutely. from my, my yeah. scientific perspective i've always been very uncomfortable about that um, not necessarily the molecules themselves it's, it's quantities you take and what else is mixed in with it so i think if you can yeah, yeah doing them under sort definitely. of clinical clinical parameters then they can get some interesting results and actually have a recommended dose rate that would yeah. be Half, really half a gram some techno and uh, 40 degree heat <laughs> is definitely not the yeah, way you should do it dust and a yeah, bit of cat yeah, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> i know with the mdma thing yeah, really. it's all um very specific um in a very controlled environment specific doses and then when the people are on mm. it they actually get um counseled through it with a trained psychologist and they actually talk them through their issues and then they come out of that session much much better than when they went into it um i think that's how they're kind of doing it in, with the mdma stuff so it's about to be fda approved it's very very close to getting fully approved as a you know proper form of treatment so it's uh yeah it's interesting that's really cool so, that's yeah, really good very, very interesting, yeah very so. interesting especially with ptsd um, apparently so i i uh we go up every now and again to um um uh, my, my cats cats sister's husband's family have got this like little cottage in the middle of like the middle of nowhere in wales and it's brilliant oh, you go yeah, up there and it's like it's pretty off grid yeah. and um one of the things i really like out there is is uh they've got lots of kind of books on field craft and and various bits and pieces and and uh survival stuff oh, and cool. one of the cool books they've got is a mushroom and fungi book and I love just looking through it, and, and and the names of a lot of the funguses and mushrooms are just so amazing, especially the the lethal ones. And then you can wander out into the forest and try and find some of them. Yeah. And you know they've got names like um, I think my favourite one's the Destroying Angel, Jesus. which is just <laughs> it's just the most metal mushroom ever. Uh, and there's oh god, what are the other ones? There's there's some really good ones. There's one like. Uh, that's one so one, one area where I like um I would definitely not be confident about um picking uh, no. mushrooms. And um, some of them look so similar yeah, they as look well. So similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really gotta know what you're doing with those things. <laughs> yeah, man, definitely. That's um not something to be messed with. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I guess if you're if you've got a commercial mushroom growing operation, you're going to be quite careful of that kind of stuff. I think poisoning clientele um, is not ideal. Yeah, yeah. Send people but just think how you. many people must have, you know, the, the 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 painful discoveries of what mushrooms should and shouldn't be eaten. How many people got so fucking horrendously sick? Or oh died? god, yeah. yeah. And some of them they don't know. There's, there's like some in the book that you read about them, and it just tell it tells you whether they're lethal or toxic or not. And some of them are just like unknown because no one wants <laughs> no one to risk it. <laughs> so. Well, Billy ate these ones and his eyes exploded, and so we don't recommend these ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like bleeding from his yeah. ears. Exactly. Yeah. You know, scary, scary stuff. But uh, isn't nature wonderful? Well, yes, yes, yeah. And we're seeing that at the moment, aren't we? But, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, everything we talked about it the other day, didn't we, Tim? The, the what, what I'm liking to call the uh, revenge of the pangolin. Oh yeah, yeah. The revenge of the, the, the creature yeah. where it supposedly yeah. came from. Yeah, yeah. So this, uh, they reckon it either came from COVID nineteen, either came from bats or pangolins traded in a illegal wet market. Um, yeah, in Wuhan, there's calls for wet markets. So, yeah, to the be pangolin, which is being basically hunted and and exploited to extinction, has mm. uh, has had the last laugh. Well, it certainly appears that way. I um, yeah, the. Uh, interesting to to know isn't it just sort of um the the madness of of how that um i was kind of questioning how that virus they because there was a, an article i read that they they suspect that the virus has been around for quite some time um but it's 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 only just been able to kind of make that transition almost of being so um so bad for um you know, spreading in, in the human population and stuff like that. So yeah, it has but I don't know enough about general. it. Yeah. yeah so, um, so like there's lots of coronaviruses in, well, all over the place in various different species. And then, um, you basically get a, like a genetic mutation, um, mm. And whether they cross species usually depends on whether there's like a narrow gap between species. So with like flu, for example, one of the reasons that, that you get um, swine and avian flus jumping into people is that the genetic gap between, say, pigs and humans is quite narrow. Um, so yeah. it's kind of interesting that if it has jumped from like a pangolin to a person, that, that gen genetic gap should be quite wide. So that's why you don't get them happening all the time. Um, because it's quite a, yeah. quite a big mutation required to make that jump. Um, so, but yeah, I think that they're still on the early days of really understanding it. And um, you know, they're, yeah, they're but making, what in your making... um, sorry, what in your opinion though is um, do you think that these markets? You know, I'm sure there's a big outcry for people to say ban these markets. It's barbaric and stuff like that. Um, that you know, why they? why do they eat pangolins? What's, what's that all about? I think it's it's something to as far as I understand it, it's something in Chinese medicine that that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. says that the yeah. scale of the pangolin is uh, good for I think it's I think it's one of those virility things again. Um, yeah, yeah. And then also there's the whole thing in, in China and Vietnam and places like that that if an animal is more rare then it's considered more of a delicacy in terms of eating yeah. it. Um, so yeah, the meat the meat of rare animals is is considered to be yeah. A specialty which yeah. is culturally unfortunate in my opinion um, yeah. 
But yeah, yeah. Do you see do you, do you see a, a point where they they they'll they'll clamp down on that sort of thing or, or, or regulate it more thoroughly? Um, I hope so. What's happened? I, I hope so. I think I think this is one of the times where you look at the political um, setup in somewhere like China. Uh, you know, for all the downsides of of that. Um, political system there are upsides in terms of how fast it can make and implement decisions mm. and i think this is probably one of those times that, that they will just say no you can't do this this is this will change we're not having this anymore um, mm. you sort of see it in terms of how they've controlled the outbreak in china because they've they've been super draconian in terms of controlling people so Again, I think we talked about this the other day, Tim. You've got everyone in China has, has been assigned a QR code and a coloured QR oh, yeah. code, red, yeah. amber, green, in terms of like whether they've had the virus or not. Um, and then they, they can the state can basically monitor the population with facial recognition technology and also they're tracking people's phones. So they can tell if someone's a red, for example, if they go outside of the house or their apartment block. Mm. The, you know, automatically, it's like basically like tagging. <laughs> the van comes around and then it will yeah, an alert, and, and the, you know they'll go and get rounded up. Um, so yeah, I mean it's yeah. it's kind of terrifying, and it's in its Orwellian uh, yeah. nature. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. On the flip side, <laughs> the flip side to that is that if you believe the the numbers coming out of the Chinese government, you've got no new cases of infection within China at the moment. Um, I think I think it was yesterday they reported no deaths. So. Yeah, it's mm. one of those things. Mm. Like, and then you, you look at America, for example, where they've been quite slow in their response to this and, the, and their death rate is going through the roof now. Yeah, and yeah. Like, yes. New York yeah. is a complete disaster, New Orleans and various other places. And, and you know, they've, they've been really slow to respond and they don't obviously have the capacity to respond in the same way that the Chinese government does. Um, but yeah, well, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think even a, with um, someone in charge though in, of uh, the US who who had even a vague um, grip of, of of actually what the gravity of the situation was would have. Um, no, I, I don't think a face mask for me. No, I don't think I can meet leaders and dictators and kings and queens wearing a face mask. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking ridiculous, isn't it? Oh, good God. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean... I, mean, I think cases in about, Australia um, have dropped. Sorry, actually. sorry, Tim. Cases in Australia have... It's reduced from 20% infection rate down to 2% now in, like, new cases each day. So we're definitely controlling it quite well here, supposedly, uh, in terms of the restrictions. That yeah, in place. So I, I still think we're, lasts, so. we're probably two or three weeks behind... UK and US probably though. I well, don't know. I'd be interested to see how it's going to play out. But we've reacted yeah. quicker to it in in a more extreme way than they did in the UK and in the states. So I think we might yeah. actually. Well, be we've okay. got we've got uh, the very much smaller population to. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, and, they, and they, you know, they're all learning from each other, aren't they? Like I think, yeah, you know, our, our situation yeah. probably locked down more when people realised what was happening in in Italy and Spain. Mm. Yeah. You know that you you could see that that it was going to hell, and and that the only thing that was holding it at bay was a was a really stringent lockdown. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I think I think every country is kind of learning from the approaches of others at the moment. And yeah, like we said before, we're still in an unknown in terms of all the details about the virus and all the symptoms and the and the likely outcomes. And I think it's very interesting at the moment with um, 
the, the way that disease progresses and you know because you have this relatively mild infection for most people unless you're in the at-risk group but then suddenly around about day 10 it can go one of two ways you can either get better or you, you tend to just unex- inexplicably deteriorate and that's when people are requiring yeah, ventilation and all that kind of stuff and then it's really yeah. a kind of just a, a kind of wait and see to see what the outcome is and, and yeah. that that is as far as i understand is it's quite unusual disease progression mm. so mm. yeah they don't so know it's why it affects, a weird one. yeah they don't know why it affects certain people more than others either and they're still trying to figure out that yeah because you know, some well. of the people that are being you know affected now are you know kind of young fit and healthy people um, obviously mm. most of them are older people but we spoke to some friends who work in one of the hospitals in London and, you know, they're on an IT, ITU ward and he said there's quite a few young people, like people in their 30s and 40s are on, on the ward. So, yeah, it's, um, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. it's, it's um, strange to how, it, how it's progressing. Mm. Yeah. What about, um, what about Boris? What's the, what's the mood in the UK camp? Um, well, I think uh, from the news this morning, they said that, that he's been in, in uh, intensive care again last night, but he's supposed to be stable um, and not on a ventilator. And I, I think it's kind of interesting, really, because one of the things that, that it's done is it's probably pulled a lot, of the, a lot of people together in terms of their response to it and, and in, in terms of their political leaning you know, because obviously mm. with, with the whole Brexit thing over here is massively divided people and, and people feel quite disenfranchised with the whole thing. And, and I think even even people that don't like Boris Johnson or disagree with his politics, I mean, God, no one wants the guy to be ill or to die. You know that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah he's, he's still he's yeah. still just yeah. a person at the end of the day with, you know, friends and family and stuff. So I think it's been mm. quite good that most people, even if they don't like the guy, you know, sort of wishing him well and hopes he hopes he recovers. You know, it's not yeah. it's not the way you want your political opponent to go out, is it? So no, no, no. I don't um, think there's any um, malice there, is there? No, and, and I think that's <clears throat> that's really important. And I think that has kind of made people realise the bigger picture. Um, mm. Yeah, you know, absolutely. This, this yeah, it, it, if nothing else, this this whole thing does unify people. People realise that there is no difference between people and in terms of you know everyone's a human right and it doesn't matter how much Mm. money you've got you know what gender you are like what what race you are where you're from what what religion you are it's it's everyone yeah 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 you know um, it's quite a good thing it's a bit like dr manhattan in uh in watchman (laughs) we're lucky we're lucky enough to have um on our uh commercial tv networks here a multitude of um kind of uh little snippets you know in between programs about how we're all in this together and and cheesy kind of songs um and then d-list celebrities going hey guys we're all going to be okay we're all in this together jesus thank god for that like z-list celebrity says it's going to be fine on instagram (laughs) (laughs) it's all uh, right sort of on uh, channel seven and shit like that and then yeah, so uh, is that is that like the emergency broadcast system where they you know, do you remember that thing on the day today years ago where it was like <laughs> emergency broadcasts this is this is England everything's fine everything's okay footage of like the white cliffs of Dover and a British bulldog and people playing in a park and yeah <laughs> yeah 
it's um yeah it's it's just like oh come on guys you know it's like i think the problem is i i think one of the interesting things um socially is the um i think a lot of people are gonna i I think celebrities are are genuinely concerned especially the the kind of the the pretty minor ones because you come out and say anything now most people are just like yeah fuck you we've got we've got our own problems to deal with. Like, you know, some, yeah. some fucking celebrity on Instagram go, Oh guys, you know, this is so awful and shit like that. And then the, the backlash that they would experience from, you know, Joe public would be just fucking furious. Wouldn't it? So, yeah. um, you know, they, they must be pretty, pretty worried. So all those Instagram influencers and things like that right now. Um, yeah. No, no one really cares about how the makeup looks so much at the moment or what the hair's looking like. They're all trying to do mm. these like charity things to make money, but I don't know if they're like asking the normal folk to donate money or if they're donating money themselves or what, but it seems to be they're just getting together to then get poor just, people just, guilt, to guilt trip them into giving money. money. To someone, please. It's just, it's like people can't afford that at the moment. So why are you guilt tripping them into fucking yeah, I, donating I money? It's, I mean, yeah, Jesus. It's, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's pretty, no, it's pretty, pretty right. wrong, isn't it? That yeah, kind of thing. It? It's like just fucking yeah. shut the fuck up, chill out, and I don't know. Yeah, yeah, this is the this is the fragility of the the whole thing, isn't it? That's the uh, that's the interesting thing. I'm getting more. I I guess it's like that whole thing in a crisis. You it boils down to what's important. You know what's important Mm -hmm. in life. You know it's it it is toilet paper, pasta, toilet paper, (laughs) a roof over your head, Netflix, family, friends. Netflix, <laughs> whiskey, whiskey, whiskey. You know, alcohol. Like, there's a whole, yeah. lot of, a whole lot of crap that, that people have in their lives, which is actually fairly unimportant in the grand scheme of things. And dare yeah, I say, absolutely. some of those Instagram influencers maybe fall into that category. Oh, completely, yeah. And apologise yeah. if you're an Instagram influencer who's yeah. going through difficult times at yeah. the moment. Yeah. Um, We're all in this together. But don't yeah. Together. Ho- hopefully, the fashion industry will bounce back. God. Um, yeah, God. Anyway, yeah, I'm more worried about the music industry. Really, that's the more the bigger concern. The actual proper creative outlets that you know create some real positivity. Well, I'm, I'm sort of hoping that that one one of the other upsides from this whole thing is that you know people who the, like creative, say, say like a, a recording artist or something like that, who's, who's has to spend a lot of time on the road now to try and get an income from gigs and stuff. You know, now they're they're uh, at home twiddling their thumbs and and uh, right, let's let's write some more music. So, well, that's it. Yeah, comedians as well. A, like a whole, uh, yeah, a whole raft of new material that comes out off of, off the back of oh this. God, I'm, oh, I'm sure there will be. There's been loads of great, like loads of DJs have been doing all these live sets on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And um, I think Questlove from the Roots has been doing a stream every day, once a day, of just a different genre and a different artist. um, Ben Gibbard from Death Cab for Cutie has been doing that. Oh, sweet. Biffy Clyro. Um, uh, Because who who was it who passed away? There's been a couple of people passed away. Was it um, Soul Singer, dude? He did. Uh, yeah, there was Bill, a guy. Bill Withers. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was, uh, yeah, that's right. I think. Bill Withers. Um, Bill Withers. I think. Oh, I'm not sure. I saw it this morning, but um, but yeah, there's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a lot he of those older, great songs. Yeah, a lot of those older guys that, that are in the at-risk group. But I mean, I'm I'm thinking of breaking out my guitar again. I haven't played that for a long time. Um, yeah, that's good. Good idea. Yeah, who knows? It'd be a yeah, some new material. 
coming your way. If I can buy our yeah, I think it's. I was talking about this last night with my mate, and I was I was saying what happens in the next few months. It'll be interesting to see how people come out of this because you kind of got this choice to make yourself. Do you come out of this situation as a better person or a worse person? Like, do you try and improve yourself in some way, be it with I don't know a new skill or just reaching those fitness goals you never reached, or you know doing doing something you've always wanted to do but never had the time to, or do you just sit around and mope about and get down and depressed <laughs> and just come out of this even more jaded than when you went into it? I mean, I, I do. Wonder, yeah, but no, I get I get what you're saying. I think I think one out. of the things for a lot of people is just going to be coming out of this, you know, on a level playing field, you know, whether it's yeah. financially or mentally and. Like one of the things we've started to notice here, I don't know whether you guys have seen any of this, um, where we live, this, you know, we can hear various things going on from other houses around us. And I've heard several massive, massive like fights and rows going on in other houses. Oh, really? Yeah. With yeah. their windows yeah. open that, yeah. that I've not heard before. And I, yeah. I really worry about, Can't you know, what it's man. doing to families and, and relationships and things like that you know like and, and things like one of the things domestic like, violence and things yeah, like the, the, yeah the calls to domestic violence charities in the uk went up 25 percent last week and that yeah. that sort of thing is really worrying mm. um so yeah. i think if you can come out of this with a new skill or a new hobby then brilliant but yeah, to be honest i'm just saying people come out of it <laughs> You know, well, I think just, just yeah. all right, hopefully yeah. in this yeah. situation it shows certain people that maybe they shouldn't be together that they, if they can't survive this together then they're not with the right uh, person that's, so maybe that's it's a, a good... difficult one isn't it because like you know in, the, in your everyday life you're you're not forced into confinement with people it's a bit like you're going back to that red dwarf episode you know like yeah they just yeah they those guys are all mates so you stick them in a room for three weeks you know, <laughs> <laughs> they kill each other it's crazy yeah yeah exactly. it's, it's yeah. like rats in a cage you know yeah. it's it's um yeah. your head ends up in a trash compactor yeah i mean i, I i've definitely noticed myself yeah <laughs> I, I spent three damn hours panel beating my head back into shape. <laughs> three <laughs> but, damn hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've noticed myself. You know, I've been getting more tetchy and and don't call me know, tetchy. <laughs> tetchy, tetchy, tetchy. <laughs> but like, yeah, it, it's uh, it's I think it's just human nature. If you're forced into those kind of situations that you're not designed to be yeah. in i mean that's that's why like getting out into nature is so good for people because it, mm. we're not designed mm. to be to be cooped up you know it's um you know right. that's that's why putting someone in prison is so horrendous <laughs> it's, mm. exactly yeah yeah it's um yeah yeah and again i, I feel for for the people in in big cities and stuff that that haven't got any open space around them or on the like the 25th floor of an apartment block or you know, yeah, yeah apartments yeah, must so, be hard, man, so difficult. I mean, I, at least I've got a garden and I can go for a walk down the park. And I'm, I'm right by the water here as well, so I'm quite lucky that I can get out and do that. But yeah, I mean, I was, <coughs> I'm pretty worried. Like, I was pretty worried anyway, because like over the weekend there was various people flaunting the kind of social distancing rules and. Uh, yeah, they meeting in parks and stuff like that, and they had to disperse people, and and they were talking about um, becoming more tight on things like your daily. You're allowed one bit of daily exercise over here at the moment, and they were talking about taking that away, and it was just like, mm. oh my god, you know, like I just yeah, yeah, that would that's be, bad. That would yeah. be horrendous. 
yeah, I just yeah, I think it would be. An I think they have step. to be careful to sort of balance those kind of decisions out against actually like what will turn the place into a fucking war zone. Yeah, well, it's what it they did just, in Italy. Just be, so they just locked yeah. that down completely. Like you had to have a, a full, legitimate reason or a, or a proper permission to even go out and go shopping. So mm. I think in Italy. So, well, I think I think yeah, in Italy you've got to have you've got to have was it Spain. You've got to have written permission, don't you? Yeah, in Italy and, you do. Uh, yeah, as well. My friend was saying. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's no going out walking there at the moment. Um, I haven't. I haven't actually heard when they're when they if they're talking about lifting any of those restrictions over there yet. Yeah, I don't the think last so, I heard yeah. they, were, they were saying mid-April, but um, but yeah, who knows? I, I, I know that their their rate is their death rate seems to be plateauing, which is good. Um, so hopefully it's working. <clears throat> yeah. Well, with any luck, it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I was reading an article that you, we we talked about in the last one, so you're saying that there's two ways to deal with this: is either doing what we're doing, or you just let it run its course, and you just reach that plateau of infection across yeah. the population, um, and you just deal with the deaths, the inevitable. I think the, the problem is, is that systems just can't deal with that number of sick people. Yeah. You know, like what, whether it's the medical services or <clears throat> mortuaries, you know, you just, if you let it run its course, it would just be an absolute disaster. Disaster, yeah. Like, you know, mass burials and God knows what, it would just be horrendous, which which is potentially what's going to happen in some countries if they don't have, you know, with, with fairly limited resources to begin with. If it runs riot, then, um, yeah, God, it, it, could, it could be really bad. You, you wonder about you know some sort of like slum situations it would just go through it like a wildfire yeah 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 that's hugely i mean it seems to be uh you, you think about the favelas in in brazil or something like that it seems yeah, to be yeah. the gov- government there are just going yeah fuck it i'll be all right oh the um, brazilian the brazilian prime minister i can't his name now he's an absolute proper monster <laughs> Like yeah, yeah. yeah, some of the things he yeah. says about it, it's like it's not that bad. It's just a mild flu, and yeah, it's yeah. like oh mate, it's coming like, from the guys decimating the rainforest. So, yeah, yeah. who's making dear. noise again? Dave, What's that, sorry, Tim? that's me. Dave, that's me. Um, <laughs> what are you doing? You, sit you, down you and sounds like you're, you're have conversation down there in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm moving. Um, I'm moving a pan. Um, Why are you moving a pan? Because are you, are you cooking at the same time? Sort of. I'm just keeping a watch over my uh, my goat curry, my Sri Lankan goat curry. Oh, I've yeah. been cooking all day. Nice. And it's getting it's getting to the business end of nice. uh, of the process, shall we say? Nice, nice. I'm I'm thinking of doing a, a similar curry today. Um, so yeah, that's, well, that's yeah, my plan. I, um, I had this uh, Sri Lankan kind of curry powder mix that um i'd made a big batch of a little while ago so that forms like the base and then you add the ingredients in didn't find that many recipes around for sri lankan goat curry but they kind of often use mutton and, and stuff like that so they use these lot of fish don't they in sri lankan curries yeah they do yeah yeah mm. yeah um but obviously i had goat and i had the spice mix ready to roll so i was like goat, yeah, goat's an interesting one like where did you get the goat, goat from curry. Uh, I got it from the local market. It's Melbourne, mate. I can get it quite easily. It's the right. new hipster meat that everyone's eating. Yeah, that's not that's not something that that is readily available over here, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, yeah, it's um, the market near me is amazing. Like, and even at the moment with with kind of 
what's going on. It's still probably about maybe 30, 40% of it's still open. Um, and, and it's still like really well stocked and you can get everything you want. It's decent, we, man. You can get anything there. We had, um, we had goat curry a couple of times in New Zealand because, uh, people go out yeah. hunting goat quite a lot and, uh, yeah. yeah, come back with a goat from the bush. Um, yeah, I did nice. notice the other day I was looking at, um, New Zealand news website and, uh, they've stopped people from going hunting, tramping, hiking in New Zealand. Oh, really? I can only imagine what, what impact that's having. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then, the oh, local wildlife is running right. Oh god, the possums are just eating their way through the jungle, yeah, right. through the bush. I think. Fucking but hell. the um, I did. It did make me laugh though. Like you know, real face palms. So, did you see on the news? I don't know. You got it over there, but there was um, the health minister in Scotland was basically found out. Oh yeah, she'd, yes, she'd been going yes. to like yeah. her second home, like like with a couple of weekends, Fucking and then got like yeah. photographs there. And then the the guy, I think it was the health minister in New Zealand, to do the same thing. He's basically, <laughs> he's not been fired because they need him in his position. Yeah, but there's probably no one else that can do his job. He's, in he's lost his other like position that. and basically yeah. Jacinda Ardern said, we have to keep him, but basically he's fucked when this is over pretty much. What, so, what, what, what a couple of idiots, you know, like if you're, if you're the, the people spearheading a, a campaign to get people to stay at home. You're the guy in charge of saying all that shit and then you're yeah, not following you're, your own advice. Like, what, show. Like, what do you, th- what do you think you're doing? Like if you go, if you go somewhere that is public and you get in, in, and amazingly now everyone's got a phone in their pocket. <laughs> surprise, yeah. surprise. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> yeah, it just, yeah, it just does that. make you wonder, doesn't it? Like, oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah dear, oh, dear. I'm going to have a little bit more whiskey. Nice, that, that sounded like a, a real court pop, not that was your, a, that was a recorded one. one. Yeah, that was That's a real That's a classy one. pop, that was. That is a classy my, pop, uh, mate. I, my monkey shoulder does not make quite such a classy pop. No, nah, you need a more sophisticated whiskey. That wasn't too bad. That wasn't too bad. I'm almost tempted to go down and uh, <coughs> find myself one up, but cat cat sat working at the desk in the living room, and, and my whiskey's all very near to her. So past with the whiskey. She'd know. She'd well, know. We'll have to maybe try and do a reverse one so that it's morning for us and then it's evening for you, so you can have a whiskey so, next so time. So basically, it'll just be you two listening to me getting slowly more and more drunk. No, I will drink though. Fuck well, it. <laughs> if we did one over the Easter weekend when we're not having to work. Um, then we could just get drunk. Well, the trouble is the clocks because they've all changed now. It's much harder for uh, yeah, it's, the it's other way around. We could maybe sort something it? out. I, I think I'm working Friday and Sunday. I think, but Saturday, and Saturday, and Monday could work. It would have to be um, like 10 p.m. for you and 7 a.m. for us or something. That's what it would be. Yeah, sure. 7 a.m. Yeah. is probably a bit early for me for whiskey. Yeah, that's a bit of a like wake up and drink whiskey. I mean, I've probably I mean, done it before in my funk house days. Right but, there, isn't it? Yeah. 7 a.m. If I was in the that funk might, house, that, that be would be road to, to proper yeah. lockdown isolation alcoholism. Yeah, I think that if I was in the <laughs> funk house, that would be a nor- that would that would be accepted. It, it would be fine. I, I'd, I'd get I'd get props <laughs> yeah. for that if I woke up and once started again, thank God you're not there anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, can you imagine? So, can imagine being in a hostel like, now. Fuck, it would be mental. Yeah, it's just it's basically just you you you'd get it like almost yeah. instantly, wouldn't you? If you were in a hostel, yeah. But as we said the other day, I think... You'd have had it weeks ago. Yeah, the immune system when you're in a hostel is quite high, I reckon, because you're just, you're exposed to everything. So 
I think you it's either very it. high or very low. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know which, which it would yeah. be. Yeah, the two-minute needles and and cheap wine as your it aim might be low because intake. you're drinking so much and getting no sleep. Yeah, so alcohol. Those but things are particularly the, the, good. The attack, le- the attack level is probably quite yeah. High. The attack level super high as well. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah your, your immune system's just just fighting a rearguard action. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> overwhelmed. Yeah, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be good, would it? God. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely, it definitely. It's uh, yeah. Thank goodness you're not there anymore. Yeah. yeah. Although actually, I ate pretty well when I was there. I was always eating really fancy food because I could afford it, and everyone else was. Yeah, e- you eating cooked like... for everyone else. None of the none of the bastards paid you. Honestly. Well, yeah, that, that did happen quite a bit, but you know, whatever. You basically um, just fed but... all these transient traveller kids. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I quite enjoyed it, but. But I did. Well, I felt bad because like, here, there, I am with like steak and extravagant things and prawns and all that shit. And then the guy next to me is making his like, yeah, one minute noodles, and he's he's just looking over at me with this like longing look in his eyes at my feet. And I'm like, <laughs> look, right, of, mate. look of pure hatred. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Well, you know, good karma, Tim. Good karma. Share the love. I got paid sometimes. Share, share you know, the love people of the food. In a bit sometimes. It was yeah. Right, didn't yeah. So. Definitely. Yeah, Definitely. John. John's just a, a vicious capitalist. He's, just, <laughs> he's a monster. He's, he's worked for a big pharmaceutical company, and they've, they've turned him into That's this, it. this yeah. complete monster, yeah. corporate shill. Not yeah. anymore, though. Not anymore. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm uh, the redressing the balance now. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm a, I'm a, uh, yeah, <laughs> different. Yeah, fixing, <laughs> fixing really animals. expensive it's horses. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm uh, fighting the good fight. Yeah. <laughs> good on you, good on you. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, well, yeah, nice. So the other thing I was going to ask you guys about, and I, I pinged this over to Tim before, so, so one of the things I've noticed in this uh, this whole crisis is uh, it brings out the fear in people. Um, so it does. It does two things. It, it either kind of brings brings people together, hopefully remotely, um, in terms of like everyone pulling together and fighting stuff. But it also ups the fear, especially if if you're in a, a risk group or or um, you're that way inclined anyway. You know, I think people that are, you know, maybe a little bit OCD and and prone to anxiety, yeah. it kind of ups that that um, fear level for them. Um, so yeah, you got you got it sort of pushing people in in two directions, and uh, yeah, it just got me thinking about that in terms of um, you know facing fears and things like that. And and uh, one of one of the other ones I, I liked is uh, Dave. This this question is clearly not directed at you because it's a sci-fi based based question. But Tim, mm. do you remember? Have you ever read Dune? Yeah. Yeah, not for ages. Actually, that's a good one to read now, isn't it? I might reread that. Yeah. So yeah, one okay. of the things that, that I, again made me think of this the other day was that you know that the sort of twenty second hand washing thing that everyone's supposed to do, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you you can pick a like a song or something to sing or yeah or a phrase or something. And uh, someone pointed out that a quite good one was the uh, the Bene Gesserit fear meditation thing you know like, i shall not fear fear is the mind killer fear is the little death you, remember, you know that one yeah i think i remember like, that one yeah which is really cool it's a really cool little mantra um yeah and oh, that, again just made me think about it and um yeah and yeah i just wondered what what uh what you guys what your thoughts were on that and how it's affecting people in that way and um 
Yeah. yeah. For me, I don't know. But like in Sydney, everyone seems pretty chilled out about things. And they, if you, if you didn't know something was going on, you'd wonder why it's a bit quieter on the streets. But apart from that, if you go in the parks and stuff, everyone's just sort of doing their thing normally. And so it doesn't. I don't think it's really getting to people so much in places like Sydney. But I think maybe. I don't know, maybe smaller communities might be a bit more freaked out, maybe. I, d- I don't know. But what about you, Dave? One of the things I've, I've noticed is that um, if you are having to go to the shop or something like that, or you pass someone in the street, people are, you know, sort of looking at each other in a very kind of fearful way and crossing the street or trying to move away from other people. Yeah, and, it's like an invisible force field um, around people. They take this sort of like two meter. Yeah, yeah. yeah, my, yeah my that happens a bit. About this. Yeah. My uncle is um, he's quite ill at the moment and. Uh, you know, he um, he said that the very few times he's had to go out, if he's seen anyone else, he's literally had to cross to the other side of the road. And yeah. you just you just kind of wonder what that is that potentially is doing to us from a societal perspective. There's almost that suspicion, isn't there? Mm. Uh, and and it's um, yeah, I've noticed it a bit more. Maybe even just today, I walked down to the market, and generally it's pretty chilled here. And um, I mean, I live in a the northern suburbs a bit more now um and but there's still a a pretty regular movement of people and stuff like yeah i know what tim's saying it certainly seems a lot quieter in general but it's not like ghost towns or anything but then you know sydney and melbourne are you know two of the biggest cities in australia so for them to be relatively quiet i suppose would be pretty pretty normal thing in this these circumstances i just don't know you know people still moving around Hmm. Yeah. No, it's an, it's an interesting one, isn't it? And like, I, I wonder what the impacts will be after this is all gone. I mean, I'm, I, I can see a situation where it sort of flips back the other way, and uh, you know, it's like it's over, and everyone just like hugging in the streets, and it just has a massive. Oh god! Yeah, that's the that's the danger. I think really what the you know the government um probably is considering well at least you hope but you never know these days um is yeah obviously that exact scenario where it just comes back again um and and everyone goes nuts and um all the rest of it surely they need to phase back um certain groups of people even like you know just have a system in place They've talked about over here of, of doing it on a regional basis, like because there's, there's yeah. different parts of the country are, are at different stages of the curve. So like yeah, London yeah. is say much worse than the Southwest at the moment. And there was yeah. talk about maybe doing some kind of phased release of people. And that, I, I think that'll be an absolute disaster if they do that. Yeah. Cause um, yeah. I, I don't think yeah. That works. It just, yeah, just be awful. Um, but yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. That's for sure. Um, I mean, it, yeah, it would be extremely difficult to implement anything really, but you know, it's, if you simplified it down to like uh, a thing, you know, where they try and reduce traffic, if you, um, if you've got a certain color car <laughs> on one day of the week, then you can't use it. Um, That's quite interesting. And vice versa, you know, that kind of thing. Um, you know, like they've done it in, in like um, cities that have had major congestion problems in like, um, in, in cities across the world, they've said a certain number plate or certain, you know, um, digit on your number plate denotes what days you can use your car to, in the city and stuff like that. Yeah, even odd number, that would, that would be quite a good one, I guess. Well, exactly. Yeah. Simple as that. A or B, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> but, 
um, yeah, that's the that's the premise of it. But you know, you you'd surely if you if you were to have any success about phasing back in normal movement, um, there's got to be some kind of system in place. I don't know what that is. I haven't got the yeah, answer to that. And then and then you got to police it, right? You know, exactly, like, exactly. That's the other thing. Yeah, totally. There's just not enough police I mean, to do that, really, is there? So yeah. you are relying on people like following the rules. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and no, there are some societies that are quite um, quite good at doing that, and some that aren't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, America. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the thing in Japan um, at the moment. So in Japan, there is no, you can't legislate a lockdown, so you can't. The government can't enforce people to stay at home, but all they have to do in Japan is say, "Please stay at home." And everyone's mm. like, okay. Yeah, it's great, <laughs> isn't it? And then they just do it right. because it's because it's a rule. And, yeah. you know, it's a, yeah, everyone's so conservative with a little C. That it's just amazing. I, I love that. I love Japan so much just for those yeah. little reasons. Yeah, I think now would be a good time to just live up in some nice foresty mountain region in Japan and just sort of isolate there. Sharpen, sharpen your sword. Sharpen my sword. Yeah. Start working just goes, on my Just katana. go snowboarding all the time. I think there's still some snow up there. So that would yeah, be well that would be pretty good. Yeah. There is concern actually in Australia that because we're coming into the winter that it could spike the virus, that it could be worse because of that as well, but they don't quite know what's going to happen. So, Yeah, because um, you're still going to get all your seasonal flus and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's probably better for Europe that you're coming into spring now rather than... Um, you know, spring and summer, whereas the southern hemisphere, yeah. maybe that's going to we'll start seeing a spike in, in cases there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But. It's a, yeah, it's been a bit of a double-edged sword, really, that, that here, because we've actually had some really, really good weather um, over the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. It's been, it's People been just want to be outside, don't they? Yeah. You've been through it, fucking harsh winter. Yeah, it's been a brutal wet winter. So, you know, you've got that thing of, of you know, people want to be out and about doing things, but then... yeah. On, on the on the plus side, you know, when it's sunny and the flowers are coming out and the birds are singing, at least it makes people feel better, you know, if they're just mm. able to sit in a garden or something like that. But, um, but yeah, yeah, going into winter would be pretty pretty miserable, potentially. Although, yeah, yeah your yeah. winters aren't, aren't quite as miserable as in some places. Maybe. Yeah, well, 16 degrees and bright sunshine, it's not actually that bad. Yeah. So I'm, I really love this. Um, the winter over here is yeah. amazing. I love it. Yeah, well, in exactly. Sydney, I don't think there's going to be any snowboarding for you, though, days. No, sadly not. I'm not. I'm not keen on Melbourne winter. I have to say, Melbourne winter is a bit more harsh than Sydney winter. Yes, yeah, sure. Sydney winter is um, really nice. So. It's, it's yeah, more like ten yeah. degrees, is it, than than sixteen yeah. degrees? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes, but it's been all right here. I mean, we've had some rain and some shitty weather, but um, you know, it's that time of year. It's Melbourne, and you know, it changes every ten minutes. So um, <laughs> it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, it's not too bad. Um, yeah. Know. Yeah. It yeah, could, well, maybe maybe you'll colder. get you'll get released from lockdown when the when the snow arrives. It's, it won't be there yet, will it? It would arrive in what June, something like that. Um, yeah, it's a little way to go. I mean, the clocks yeah. have only just changed, so we're we're still sort of on. It's it's not winter really yet. It's, it's autumn. Well, just come into autumn. autumn now, yeah, it's just officially just become yeah. autumn. Yeah. yeah. If, um, yeah have you watched any good uh, any good extreme sports clips at all, Dave? Recently. <laughs> Yeah, um, actually, well, the whole mountain biking thing, you know, has been um, obviously missing in, in life for the, the last little while. It's um, it's a bit annoying because because I don't have a car at the moment, um, which may change at some stage pretty soon. Um, I can't, yeah. like, I've got mates who go biking, but strictly speaking, they can't come and pick me up. 
So um, we, we've I, had could, a I could actually go and do something. If I yeah, had. that is annoying. I mean, like yeah. we have, haven't really gone as far over here as recommending this, but there has been talk in some countries about people not doing activities that are dangerous outdoors. Mm. And I know yeah, that's well, what they've said in been, New Zealand. And uh, yeah, that has yeah. been the other other side of the coin, but. Um, it's difficult to stop people, and so yeah, it's, it's hard. Isn't it? a, the people are taking a pragmatic approach, I think. Um, yeah, I think even maybe so, just yeah. dialing it back, maybe not doing that backflip off off that, that hit that you were looking yeah, at. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, there was a there was a thing actually in the national paper in the Age today that um, you know talking about obviously cops having new powers to you know impose fines, which uh, they love a bit of, and. Um, you know, one one lad who was driving um, to Red Hill from his house. So Red Hill is a mountain bike park about an hour outside of Melbourne. But from his house, it was, I don't know, 30, 35 minutes or whatever. And he was on his own. Um, he had his bike in the boot in the car, whatever. He just got pulled over by the cops asking where he was going. And he said, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going on my own to the mountain bike trail. And the cops fined him like over a thousand dollars. They they deemed it an unnecessary journey. But yeah, it's non-essential. To be honest, it kind of he had it overturned. Really? Um, right. Because he said, oh, "I genuinely thought that um, you know that, that I, I genuinely interpreted the rules in that way, and I thought it was okay." And he kind of yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, and the newspaper or something kind of basically helped to get him get it overturned for him because they were like because they they'd all come out saying, "Look." you know, don't be a dickhead, kind of stay within reasonable things. And, and this guy was like, well, that's pretty reasonable, right? I'm going out to exercise on my own. Yeah. Now drive away. Yeah, that's I mean, the question of what's reasonable, kind of isn't it? And, and that's the I suppose problem, that's, yeah. yeah, that's that's the difficulty of being in some of like Australia, isn't it? Because, like, yeah, you've yeah. got to drive pretty much everywhere to do anything. Like, um, yeah. slightly different over here. You know, they've they've essentially said don't drive anywhere like don't yeah. drive to walk yeah. your dog or, or anything like that yeah. it's all yeah it's all count yeah. as non-essential so you can walk the dog from your house yeah um but, yeah. i think i think the lines of, of well will and have been blurred obviously very quickly over here as well in terms of now what they're doing and, and giving cops new powers is like you know giving them a new toy isn't it so um, yeah, yeah, because all, all that guy had to do was, you know, if he did have was carrying the infection and he went to get petrol on the way or something, then then it spreads mm. from there. So there is an argument. Yeah. But then also the, where he ends up, people breaking down or having a crash. And yeah, then, you know, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, I, and, yeah, I do yeah, agree. So, yeah. yeah, but you're right. You're back about the cops and the powers. I mean, one of the things when this kicked off early early on over here, they were like flying drones over people in national parks, like mm. basically mm. shouting at them from drones and filming them, and then and then. I think I can't remember which police force it was. They poured a load of black dye into this this lake, this beauty spot up in Yorkshire. I think it was. And it's just like wow. These like you say, Dave, you give them a new that? toy, and they just like, hmm. so like yeah, just go mad with it. It's just quite quite amazing. Why they put black dye in a lake? Well, they want to make it look less pretty, so you won't go down and yeah, have a look. Exactly that. You know, <laughs> like the response to it is just pour this black food dye into this. I think that spot. would look quite cool, though. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be like, I want to Do get a photo we? of that. I'd <laughs> really look quite mad. But um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah that is world. a bit odd. Though. What a world. Yeah. But, um, oh well. Yeah, I have to say, I mean, I I went out mountain biking yesterday, but just just from home. Um, mm-hmm. and I did, I came down a track, um, 
which was I hadn't I hadn't done before, and and uh, it was pretty gnarly track, um, just a, just a, like a byway, but because again we've had so much water coming off the hills recently this That's winter, right. it's basically yeah. taken off all the topsoil, and <laughs> it's just a rock garden, and I was yeah. coming down this thing thinking this is probably a bit silly coming down something like this. If I come off like this, is, <laughs> I'm going to look like a right dickhead. Um, so yeah, I, I did cross my mind. I have been doing like just a lot of, you know, road loops and stuff. And there's a lot of people out here on, on road bikes, like going around. Yeah. The road yeah. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I think is probably all right. Isn't it? In, as, I mean, yeah, this is it. I mean, loads of people are doing that around here. Like, you know, I did a 65k bike ride the other day, like, and just using all the cycle paths around Melbourne and stuff. And mm-hmm. It's like, you know, there there were, however, quite a lot of people out. It's like, that's yeah, there the are thing. a lot people of people get outside, out. and and you're just like, mm, it starts to become problematic because then everyone decides that it's okay. But then, you know, I'm out on my own, whereas these people are out with their families and yada yada yada. And so, yeah. you know, parks become crowded very quickly and stuff like yeah. that. I think yeah. if you if you're on a bike or something and you're keeping moving and you're you're naturally distanced, then I, I, yeah, I don't really see a big problem with that. No, it's it's got to be it's got to be all right, hasn't it? But um, yeah. But yeah, like I say, probably probably you know, dropping some super sketchy red or black or something at the moment is probably not the yeah, best. Yeah, that's thing a bit do. daft. Yeah, no, I've just I've just been keeping it local really. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I've been doing a bit of running as well, and I really don't like running, but I just thought, you know, Fucking it's hell, it's just easy to chuck your runners on and just go. It's just it's just a, a thing. It's just another part of, like, having some structure to your day. Cause yeah, it's, it's a it's good getting, idea. It's getting, darker, it's getting darker early here now as well, so finishing the day's work at, like, between 5 and 6 or whatever, and then, like, try and get out of the door before it gets dark, you've only really got half an hour, 45 minutes window. Yeah, so that's probably quite a good running time, yeah. isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, um, dusky. Because unfortunately, my, got... my... Sorry. That's all right. Uh, if you're on your bike, sometimes you just got to pack that with lights and shit. And all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> um, running, unfortunately, is uh, it's not for me. Yeah, my back that. tends to fall apart. Um, yeah, yeah. Unfortunate, but that's that's the mistake I made being six foot six. Well, yes. Not a running body. Era. Yeah, it's my own fault. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a shame because, like, you know, Cat was finding that that going to the swimming pool was was really good with the pregnancy, and mm. uh, yeah, she oh, hasn't been able to do that, um, which is a bit of a shame because, uh, yeah, obviously it's all shut down. But yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, it's all good fun. Well, yeah, I'm yes, quite the good. There's a bad side to it, but then there's also quite an enjoyable side to it as well. I'm quite liking, so I don't know. Yeah, pluses and minuses, like you said, Tim. You know, trying to find stuff to do, and I, I mean, I'm I, I'm quite lucky as I don't really get bored. Like I always have stuff to do and bits and pieces, and and uh, yeah, there's always something to do, isn't it? Jobs to do and things like that, and um, yeah, I yeah. don't I don't really yeah, like there's it always shit to do. Bored. Yeah, it's yeah. A, yeah, just think of something, go and do it. You know, there's, yeah. there's plenty of stuff around. Um, yeah, I can well, kind of access, revert to even editing, even if you yeah. can't leave your house, the access you have to get something or some shit delivered to you either instantly or in 24 hours, whether it's a digital object or a physical object, the, yeah. you know, it's out there. 
Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, we're lucky. Yeah, I mean, until the internet yeah. completely crashes, I mean, I've noticed it's definitely slower than it used to be. So, I'm definitely noticing oh, slower yeah. speeds. Yeah. So, Let's so. Put, it, put it this way: if the internet goes down, then we are all, all levels of fucked. <laughs> <laughs> this could, that is going to be anarchy, isn't it? That that's yeah, that's yeah, Mad yeah, Max yeah. time right there. <laughs> that's that's the time. But most of people now have pads on, maybe a face mask. Um, Did you watch that episode of South Park, Tim? We talked about this, I'm sure, before. And I said to you about that episode of South Park where where the internet goes tits up. uh, Have you seen that one, John? It's a classic South Park. No, I haven't. I haven't. I think think it's on Netflix, isn't it now? I must have looked at it. Yeah, they basically become like um, internet refugees. Like, you know, because... It's down in their their state or whatever, and it's like I heard that they've got some over in Oklahoma or something, and so they like they they all make like pilgrimages to to go and find find internet and stuff like this. It's mad. <laughs> it's just like it's, it's typical spot on South Park, you know, um, kind of um, observational comedy. Really, it's uh, yeah, it's classic. But um, yeah, you should yeah. watch it. No, there's some, there's some good things like to catch up on. And uh, have you got Netflix, Dave? I can't remember. I, I do have Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Have you yeah. guys? Have we you were... guys watched Tiger King yet? Not yet. Oh, it's on no, the list. I have heard yeah. about this. It is mental. Like, <laughs> if you want something to entertain yourself during during this difficult time, just yeah. I, I've seen some people comment about it, it, and it's very polarizing. It is. It, I mean, it's it's just insanity. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's dreadful what what happens in a lot of it. I mean, all sorts of ways. But it's what it's, what what is it? Is it a reality or? It's yeah. It's it's a it's a documentary about. Um, essentially, it's about about three or four different in inverted commas big cat refuges and rescues in the U.S. Yeah. Um, because they've got some really sketchy laws in America about, you know, keeping wild animals as pets. Um, and obviously yeah. it varies state to state. Um, and there's just been like various people that, that have, uh, have set these things up and they do like, you know, indiscriminate breeding and then, you know, cub petting with the public. And so it's just, yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, really questionable um, practices. And then, you know, there's this kind of like infighting between, you know, a couple of them and then, and then it goes even more mental. <laughs> like, it, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's it's a fascinating show just in terms of human nature so, and, social, and uh, yeah, 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 it, yeah. We're about halfway through it at the moment, and each episode you watch, you're just like, this is just getting more and more insane. You know, so, <laughs> like, you know, you've got these people that are, um, you know, literally gun toting. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like setting off explosives, it's just yeah, it's bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers, and it, it just you look at this thing. You, you, it's one of those those you couldn't make this shit up type, type shows. Um, yeah, Is it's, it, worth, it's worth a look. I'm, I'm assuming there's a certain element of um, uh, well, I suppose they, you know, they 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 have to try and make something that's entertaining, right? So, you know, can can you kind of suspect that uh, there's going to be a certain amount of um, artistic license, shall we say. Yeah, I think I there's always think a degree so. of that yeah, probably in any documentary that you make, you know, because yeah, there's always that yeah. balance between entertainment and fact um, and how yeah. you present it. So, yeah, I think it's probably fair to say there is a, there's a degree of that in there. But 
to be honest, I think it's one of those things that you could point a camera at these people and just show that and it would be... <laughs> Wind them up and watch them go. Yeah, just terrifying <laughs> and entertaining and, and horrifying in equal measure. Like, it's I just... Suppose, yeah, they just play... They're just circus animals, aren't they? Just to, yeah, I mean, there's, like, there's one yeah. guy in it who's, like, he, he got involved with one of them... Um, and yeah, he he was brought on board as a like a producer for an internet TV show, and, and his his kind of his thing was like, yeah, I'll do this for you, but I want to make a documentary at the same time, and and that's exactly what he said. He said he just literally just keep the camera rolling and just point the camera at them, and you, know, you just get gold all the time, basically. It's just, but yeah, I mean, God, it, it, and you know, you talk about it made me think a lot about it as well because like we talked about you know wild animal markets in China. You know, you've got this whole situation in the US with this, with essentially completely unregulated animal, wild animal trading that's yeah. been going yeah, on right. for years. Yeah, there's, uh, like, yeah. Yeah, there's oh more. Oh my God, you know, okay, it's bad in China, but but, but it's Not equally horrendous or has been equally horrendous in the US in a yeah, Mexico, in maybe a slightly different kind of way. But well. yeah, I mean, just terrible. Like the things that people have been doing in terms of trading these, these endangered animals and indiscriminately breeding you know like you know little little kind of care for um for things like you know genetic diversity and keeping the mm. you know the vigor of a, of a species alive which is what you know legitimate zoos will try and do obviously um yeah and there's more but, tigers in texas than there are it, in the wild Put it yeah like that. That's, yeah I mean, these yeah, kind that's of crazy. parks are just unbelievable it's uh yeah i mean the the stuff they've been doing yeah it's, it's worth a watch um mm. and again i think it has a it has a relevance probably to what we were talking about current global situation yeah absolutely absolutely okay well um i'll uh, see if i uh Add yeah i'll make list. it around to that um, <laughs> yeah check it out and there's, there's not a spaceship in sight that's that's good to know that's good to know <laughs> Oh, and I saw one the other day that I don't think we've talked about yet, John, but Peaky Blinders. If anyone hasn't watched that, you should definitely watch it because it's... Uh, we, we watched the first like couple of episodes of season one because everyone said it was great. And it just didn't feel that good. And I suspect it's one of those ones that kind of got into its rhythm a bit more and got better. But yeah, yeah, it does. Those yeah. kind of early episodes were... They just felt really budget. And um, yeah, we did, maybe didn't give it enough of a chance. It does get pretty good. Ooh. I mean, it's it's worth sticking with, but yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty violent though. So it's um, it does get pretty violent. Um, yeah, but it's worth looking into. If if, if anyone listening yeah, hasn't seen it, it's go. worth a try. But yeah, it's certainly pretty good. So it certainly had a lot of a lot of followers, didn't it? And a lot of oh, popularity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wondering about it. It looked looked like it might be something a bit bit my cup of tea. Don't mind a little <laughs> bit of a gangster type movie, bit of a. It's. I mean, it is good. It's worth a shot. I mean, yeah, it's. it's yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, one. One for you, Dave. Um, have you watched any of the X Games Real Snow um, series? The competition that they're doing at the moment. X Games Real Snow. Um, yes, yeah, so no, they do. I don't think they I have. do. Um, oh, it's really cool. So they do like. It's basically designed for people that do a lot of street riding and stuff. So you know, rather yeah, than okay. contest riding, so they. Um, they go and do, they film like a, like literally one minute 30 segment um, and then stick it up and then people vote on it. Some of the stuff oh, there really? is, is really good. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, worth cool. a look. 
Yeah, I think, so. um, I think it's on YouTube and stuff. So. Yeah, I've been uh, sort of probably going back to the original point, which I never got to. Was uh, I've been watching obviously a fair bit of mountain biking stuff and uh, Red Bull um, Hardline. I watched a bit of. Okay. Um, that's uh, that's pretty mental. Which one's that? That's not the one in Utah, is it? That's um. Uh, no, that's the Rampage. That's Rampage. Uh, Hardline's in Wales. Okay. Uh, yeah. In North Wales, and um, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. And, is that um, Antisteniog? Uh, I don't know if it's Antisteniog. I think that's how you pronounce it. But um, yeah, that's where we places. went, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that was yeah. pretty cool, wasn't it? That. It was quite fun. That it was quite scary. Um, it was terrifying. <laughs> 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 Fuck that. Um, yeah, uh, just some stuff like that. And uh, there's a guy called Paul the Punter, which um, he's just done like this band build. Um, he's an English YouTuber who's living the mountain biking life in in um, British Columbia in, in Canada, and um, that's been quite an interesting kind of few episodes and that. And he he rides with like really good riders because Whistler Bike Park's on his doorstep and you know stuff like that. So that's that's quite an interesting. Cool. I'll have a look at that kind of uh, channel, Paul the Punter. Yeah, that's uh, that's cool. And uh, I did. Um, I think I sent you guys both as I do random shit. Uh, I sent you, I think, a YouTube link the other week with um, some kind of mad mountain biking video. Um, but it was really cool, like drone footage and stuff. And it's a series of them. I've only watched one so far. It was in South Africa, I think. Anyway, that looked I think it's, I can't remember to watch that or not. Um, I'll have to I'll have to go through back through the messages. Yeah, there's been there's been yeah. so many videos coming through from various different people at the moment. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I love some of the um, the bits that people are doing with drones and extreme sports now. I mean, there's there's a really yeah. good one, um, like a new shred box edit. Yeah, there's like a, this. I can't. I think it, I can't remember what it's called, but it's one of the recent shred bots um, videos. And they, the drone stuff they've got in there is just incredible. Yeah, like it's yeah. it's worth. Yeah, I mean their, their videos are awesome anyway. And um, there's another. There's a new Yorgins one as well. Yorgins, which is which is good. Um, just some cool. Yeah, nice cool carving tricks and stuff um it's just worth a look for anyone who's vaguely interested in snowboarding well i'm sure there's someone out there who is yeah we must have a few yeah well, I, right. yeah i know you guys might be so i'm i mention <laughs> it um, yeah, yeah I'm, i miss going snowboarding at the moment i um we often go down to like a dry slope over here ah, snow uh, just, tracks, yeah. yeah snow tracks and just have a bit of fun and i haven't been able to do that obviously for a long time missing that yeah um, yeah well it'll be a bit of a bummer if um the snow season here gets completely fucked over um but i don't yeah, know I've, and that's I've a real worry vague. for those resorts as well because they yeah, need that income they do they do um i mean fortunately they've had the mountain bike season i think pretty pretty good mm. um but uh, yeah, it's um, yeah stuff like that. It's just there's such a massive knock-on effect for everyone involved. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, like and, all people's uh, jobs yeah. and yeah, yeah, just all the season airs and yeah, no, it's insane, insane. Um, but you know, there there could be there could be some hope of 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 the season actually running as, if they can, they will, I'm sure, um, because of the the revenue thing. But mm. you know, that's a massive undertaking, isn't it? And, and, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, we just yeah. got to keep our fingers crossed, I guess, and uh, and hope yes. that it runs. And if it doesn't run, then the companies are able to weather it. 
Um, yeah. is, the, is yeah. the Australian government, has it got a bailout package in place for, for yeah. businesses? Yeah, so they've just announced yeah. today um, yeah. that they're doing this, or the job keepers thing has just passed, they've just passed that law as of literally a few hours ago, and it's getting passed by the Senate probably as we speak. Um, that comes mm. into effect, which allows people um, to access $1,500 a fortnight, ongoing pretty much until this is well at least for the next few months um casual workers who haven't been employed for more than 12 months uh don't get it so they're all fucked so you'd you'd, you'd fall into that category tim no because i'm self-employed i'm a sole trader which means i should be okay and because i was working pretty much constantly for one company for a prolonged period of time um i, I should be able to get it hopefully so and also if you've had a, a a big drastic decrease in earnings as well then you can access some stuff as well so for the majority of people they're going to get that help um but some people about a million australians who are probably in the most hard up category yeah don't, don't get yeah. any anything they're like no fuck you sorry so <laughs> i don't quite know what's going to happen with them so um <laughs> but I, I think a lot of those casual employees are probably working in areas like supermarkets and things like that that are still having to keep you know running and like um you know retail and stuff yeah so i, I think, think a, lot, a lot of people are, are swapping jobs aren't they you know because like they are, the supermarkets yeah, yeah. Have, have required obviously a lot more people and delivery drivers and all that kind of yeah, stuff so, yeah, so i think um there's a good number of people that have switched across from what they were doing to something something else that works in this uh these current times of craziness that'd be interesting wouldn't it they're just thinking about that 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 shift for people work-wise to doing what might be considered um obsolete jobs in the future you know if uh, automation and stuff like that jobs like supermarket shelf stacking and and autonomous driving and stuff like that i wonder if that may will make people more resistant to those kind of technologies taking over those kind of jobs could be could be i mean i, I think it's going to cause a lot of a lot of change um mm. but like, i think yourself and me dave were talking about it the other day you know just this idea that a lot of companies will now realize that they can get more people working from home and therefore yeah, they don't yeah, need yeah. like a massive office you know they can maybe Absolutely. downsize yeah. the office or or maybe even close it entirely you know like yeah, all, those, all those sorts of things might well start to happen mm. so yeah it's going to be fascinating and i think if nothing else it's going to give us a hell of a lot to talk about on these on these episodes in the future it's good material isn't it it's good material so <laughs> yeah yeah there's a plus it, side it did make me laugh the other day when we were talking about doing this because I was listening to another podcast. Basically, that, that locking everyone down like this has caused a massive upsurge in, in uh, white males doing podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, I think we fall into that category. I know. We've been like, doing yeah. this for much longer. You know, so we're this just is, this is an established media well. that's been yeah, out there for a long it's an established time. Established podcast, as yeah. we said the other day, right? Well, well, you were doing it well before we did even the um, that podcast in New Zealand. Oh yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah, it's been that's going. Really how many, years, how many so. years have you had this going now, Tim? Two and a half, at least. No, more than that. Isn't it it's probably that? four it's years. Now, it's only it? four years actually, because I've been in the house eighteen months here, and then I was doing it in my other place for quite a while. Then obviously, us in. Uh, 2018 in New Zealand, wasn't it? So, yeah, yeah. So, and I've been yeah. doing it. That was about episode 
25, 26, I think. So, but then... So what episode are you up to now? You're you're up to episode like... 142. That's pretty good going. Yeah, it's good. One thing I did notice the other day, I I searched for it on on Apple Podcasts and it only... Goes down to Or was it Google Podcasts? It was only showing up like the last like five episodes or something i didn't quite understand why that was the case well, shouldn't, it, shouldn't it be shown all of them it should but some different podcast programs have this thing so apple does this thing where it will only show you, you, you there are settings so it will show you the most recent five it will delete them and hide them once you've listened to them and there's another setting which you can basically just see them all and it will delete after you so there's all these different settings so it depends how you've got your settings set up in the various podcasting programs and apps depending on what gets seen i always have mine set to pretty much refresh automatically but keep everything Uh, and then i manually delete when i want to and that way yeah i'm gonna have to look at that yeah but the the one thing i have noticed with mine is the episodes only go down to episode 30 on itunes and everything um we've checked on a few others as well and i don't know why it's doing that it's just for some reason you can't access the first 30 off itunes and it's really annoying but I don't know. It's beyond my technical ability. So, so how, would, how if you wanted to listen to those first thirty, do you have to go to your website? So yeah, you, you go, you go to Smeva Sharpe. <laughs> it's like me cover, going, cover so if I mic. want to listen to, to more episodes of this fine yeah. publication, how, how, how do I, I do that? listen to you? <laughs> Smivers, cover your mic if you're faffing. Um, oh look, it's whiskey related. Oh okay, that's, that's all right. Cool. Um, yeah, so you just go to harmonicwhiskeytales.com and you can keep. Uh, scrolling down to the bottom of the feed and then you'll all the episodes are there so they are all still there but yeah for some reason itunes doesn't recognize it shameless plug so if you want to listen to us getting really pissed um and talking about all manner of stuff in a shack in the middle of nowhere in rural rural new zealand then uh, that's how you have to do it yeah so you go there basically and find it so uh and then if you want to listen to the podcast where we came up with the name you listen to episode two which is a very funny episode where me and two of my friends get ridiculously hammered and uh come up with the name of the podcast so it's uh, i still quite like the idea that that because I got you into whiskey, didn't I? It's like yeah, back you did. In the day. Yeah, yeah. Like it was just um, before your wedding. It was at my wedding, yeah. and uh, you knew that I liked whiskey. <laughs> you and your father bought a bottle, um, yeah. and you bought it. You went to a whiskey shop in Bath, and I think I'm, I've been to that whiskey shop that, yeah, that good, you must have yeah. gone to, um, which is a very good whiskey shop. Yeah, I bought and, you uh, a special one, and then I bought us one to drink in the run up to the wedding. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and you weren't really like that into it, and I was, and I was like, oh, I need to, Fucking need to try nice. this, and and uh, you know, do it in the right, drink it in the right kind of way, and right temperature, and all that kind of stuff, and and now <laughs> here we are, years later, with episode 140 of your whiskey-related podcast. Yeah, no, it's good, isn't so, it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, which makes me laugh. I like I like it when life does little things like that. Although your liver probably doesn't doesn't really thank me for well, it. Well, to be honest, I've been pretty sensible with the whiskey intake, so I'm I've, I'm in control of it. That's uh, yeah, I'm sure everyone says that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, no, I, it's, I, it's I do to, slightly worry. I, I worry down about to three bottles a week. I went through yeah. a phase. I was doing a bottle a week, and it was like, yeah, this is not good. So I stopped. Yeah, so, yeah. Jeez, yeah. yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty. Fun. And then when I went back to England the last time, that was heavy. That was. 
because I think John, you and I pretty much did a bottle in a night when I was or in two nights when I was down visiting you, and then yeah, because it was my birthday at the time, I got two bottles of whiskey for the, the birthday, so I had to drink those, and I bought two <laughs> bottles of whiskey through G Free for me and my dad, and we smashed those between us in like two weeks, and yeah, it was I I, I ended up not being able to drink whiskey for quite a while after that. So it's very difficult to control yeah. yourself when it is so very very nice. Yeah, it was, mm. I mean, yeah. I, I bought, as me and my dad, um, a bottle of, two bottles of that 18-year-old um, Aberfeldy. Um, so we had two litres of that to get through, and it was, um, yeah, that was fun. That's, so. that's a tasty drop. And that was, this was yeah. the first two weeks of my five-and-a-half-week holiday in, in the UK, so it was, uh, yeah, it was messy. Well, we, we, we destroyed that bottle of 16, it was a 16-year-old Abelor, wasn't it, on, on the last podcast we all did together that, no, that, that was, was why it was the it was an 18 year old Aberfeldy the um yeah the oh, right, yeah and we, it was a litre bottle as well there wasn't very much of that left the next day no no we were down and to I remember, <laughs> I remember being actually really grateful that we that the weather was terrible the next day and the mountain was shut oh, I was, was like, broken man the last time I went snowboarding been that hungover um it was just it was just ridiculous i fell off a chairlift oh, um, phil, phil went backwards off a cliff like yeah <laughs> yeah I'd, it was the bacon sandwich that we had on the way back saved my skin that day because i felt so bad and um yeah i uh, felt all right i, I remember just oh, laughing sure. at you guys because I, I was feeling okay I felt terrible. I, felt shit. I don't know why. I don't know why I felt so so much worse than you. I think. I think one of the things that I found when we were over there is that I wasn't drinking very much at all. Like yeah, I didn't no, buy no. any whiskey because well, it was so expensive. We, we were on holiday, Zealand, and, so I was in yeah. holiday drinking mode already. I yeah, and, and like we didn't we didn't really even drink any wine or beer that much because like okay, that's not that that into um, drinking anyway. And and I was like, well, you know, I got a feeling we got through a fair bit of wine. Yeah, I think we did when I you guys were there. Yeah, we were I didn't drink any of Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, when it was just the two of us, we didn't, we didn't, too well, we didn't, didn't tend to drink very much at that point. I remember we ate a lot of chocolate, a lot of uh, Whitakers yeah. and a lot oh, of so Afghan good. cookies. Hokey <laughs> so pokey, hokey pokey. Oh. Cookie time. Wit, uh, Wittards, isn't it? Is uh, it Whitakers. Is it yeah. Whitakers, that's right. That's yeah, the right. one, Whittakers. the biscuit and berry one. Oh, mm, so good. Yummy. You can get that here as well in Australia, which is my favourite, my go to chocolate. But well, I've been we've trying got, to stick We've got one over here. I don't know whether you've got it over there. Green and Blacks. Have you, have you yeah, got yeah. Green and Blacks mm-hmm. is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Green and Blacks, there's like, they do a milk chocolate with salt in it, sea salt. Yeah. And it is amazing. Mm-hmm. I literally, if we see that in a shop, cannot not buy it. Yeah. It is. Well, I was, so I was lucky enough. Um, that Lucy, so where Lucy works, they sent out, um, or they were going to send out for Easter. They had it all set up for, there's um, some hipster fancy um, chocolatier called Coco Black, like really fancy, fancy, fancy. And they're sending out these big gift boxes to their clients. And then all this shit hit the fan and they, uh, and then kind of all the universities shut down so they couldn't send them out. So uh, they just basically asked everyone, like, do you want some? So Lucy got the box sent to me. <laughs> so oh, this nice. box turned up the other day. I'll tell you what, it looks damn good. Oh, Happy oh, Easter day. Oh, I need to get some chocolate. It looks actually. insane. It's just like, it, it's proper. Do you know what I mean? This is like, um, the proper packaging job. is probably worth more than the chocolate. You know, it's ridiculous. Wow. But, um, yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, pretty exciting. Pretty it's exciting. hipster-tastic. <laughs> 
It is incredibly artisanal chocolate from, you know, <laughs> it made comes by, with a chocolate unicycle. Yeah, made with <laughs> and a chocolate, chocolate beard oil. Moustache and and and, uh, <laughs> and tattoo ink and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Sort of plaid shirt yeah. and uh, all the hipster stereotypes that we can fit in. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it looks pretty pretty good, pretty good. Nice, nice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and uh, pick up some Easter treats at my visit to the supermarket today. I think, I think that will be um, good brownie points. Yeah, I've been off sugar yes. and bread all week, so I think I might break that and uh, ready for Easter and just get on it again. Say so, just for a bread, few days. Do you say bread? Yeah, bread and chocolate. That's my two week thing. Oh, bread so and I've just, I've just like, not together. But... <laughs> bread isn't chocolate, Tim. It is. If you pour chocolate all over it. Um, yeah, no, I've been steering clear of those for the last week just to, I don't know, lose a bit of weight and do all that shit. Has it worked? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm only eating really once a day at the moment anyway, so um, it's, yeah, and I'm cycling every day. I'm doing this Bay Run loop. It's about 15K. Oh, you've got the loop. bike out. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. So, so I literally cycle down the road. You pick up this cycle path through this really beautiful park and then you get to this bay, which is like an inlet of one of the harbour kind of inlets. And um, you just do this big loop. Um, it's all cycle path as well, and you know yeah, it's nice. So I do that every cool. day as my little routine now. So it's quite good. So yeah, nice. Yeah, it's not nice. Bad, well, so. um, yeah, let's let's stay um, let's stay fit and healthy. And I think one of the nice things about doing that is I think it helps balance out the other uh, the other vices. So I think you're allowed a bit of chocolate if you if you've done a cycle ride or a run. Yeah, like that. probably yeah. the same with a glass of whiskey as well. That's my theory. Yeah, <laughs> damn straight, Definitely. and wine yeah. and beer, and <laughs> lots and of food, all the rest, and, and goat curry. And, 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 uh, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna. Um, I'm actually salivating quite a lot because I'm standing next to this goat curry, just looking. Do we? At yeah, do we need to wrap up? Shall we wrap up? So you wrap can, up so eat you your can goat curry your food. I, I think I might have yeah. to might have to um, say that yeah, the <laughs> so, goat yeah. curry wins. Let's I, I, okay. Could, let's. Um, I don't know if there's some goat curry related episode title. We well, no, because yeah. of this talk of Red Dwarf and quarantine, I was thinking of uh, pulling some quotes out of Red Dwarf. So I've I've got a few ready. So we're just going to vote on the best one for the title of the Mr. podcast. Mr. Flipple so, is very so, angry. So Mr. <laughs> so we've got. The king of the potato people as, as the first option. We've got just purely Mr. Flibble. Uh, the second, third one, we've got what are we going to do with them, Mr. Flibble? Uh, oh, we couldn't possibly do that. Yeah, who'd clear up who the mess? Who'd clean up the mess? Yeah, so that's the other one. And then we've got the final one, which is that'll teach you to be bread baskets. Um, <laughs> when he does a without oxygen thing, he said, that'll teach you to be bread baskets. Yeah, W-O-O. With um, so I think the one that stands out for me, just purely by random, is is the potato head reference. The king of the potato <laughs> so, people. So let me get this straight: you want to ride on a magic carpet <laughs> to see the king of the potato people to plead with your life, and you're telling me you're completely sane? Yeah, I quite <laughs> exactly. like that. We can't possibly do that. Who clear up the mess? I think that would be that's quite <laughs> yeah. a good title actually, because that's kind so of relevant good. as well. So good. I'm going to um, go and try and find that and catch up now. Yeah, it's on. Uh, I found it on Stan, which is our kind of uh, Hulu equivalent, I guess. That's your day. So. That's your yeah, your yeah, generic so, names um, like. Blokey well, Pod, Blokey streaming channel. service. It's, it's a streaming channel. service. Mate, yeah. mate is the Blokey channel. Mate okay. is so seven mate. That's the that's the Blokey Blokey channel. Right. That's really okay. really Blokey. Like Dave's highbrow compared to seven mate. Jesus. Wow. 
It is Australian. I suppose seven mate is probably more like ITV four. <laughs> well, that's pretty high bow for Australia, yeah. though. <laughs> Just someone walked over my grave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is uh, that is I'm quite. Such, I'm such a media snob. I'm sorry. <laughs> the lowest, the lowest. Rightly so. Rightly so. So yeah, cool. All right. Well, yeah. Cheers, guys. I'll pick one of those titles out, and um, we'll be. Uh, let's do it again soon. I think this worked all right. Yeah, 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 yeah I'm 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 again. enjoy myself. Yeah, we'll do that again. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, you guys well, yeah, take well, care, and you uh, too, yeah, I will catch you soon. Yeah. Thanks, cheers, everyone. Man. See you later. Cheers, guys. Yeah. Cheers, Dave. See you guys later. Bye. 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 Bye.